the Knit Actually podcast. My name's Becky, and I'll be your host. Guys, I have a really fun episode for you all this week. Uh, It is my first ever episode on location, and also my first ever episode with a guest host. So I made a little trip to Castle Rock, Colorado this past week, and I visited with Renee McGee, who is the... um, genius behind uh, Nerd Shop. So a lot of you um, know Nerd because of the very witty printed goods. She does t-shirts and tote bags and wine glasses and all sorts of really fun things. And then also now has a gorgeous line of yarn called Nerd String. Renee was one of the sponsors for Knit Nosh and we'll be back again next time for the next Knit Nosh. That's very exciting. And she has now opened up a physical location for Nerd Shop. So one of the places that was easiest to get um, her yarn and also her bag and t-shirt lines was at Stash and Castle Rock, which has sadly, sadly closed. So Renee has opened up um, a studio space attached to her home and she'll give you the details during the episode, but it's now available for people to go in and she hosts her local knitting group there. She's going to be doing classes out of the space. Um, I got a great tour of not just uh, her studio space, but also her printing studio where she does all of the the bags and the t-shirts and everything. So we had a lovely evening. We had wine, we had sushi, there was yarn, and I hope that you guys really enjoy the episode. Thanks for listening. Okay, so the first segment we do is actually working, and that's where I talk about what I'm knitting, and I would love to hear about what you're knitting. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, sitting here with knitting actually, and I thought, oh my gosh, I have to be actually knitting. Right. I cast on on real quick last night. I am working on the Sand Shore, which is a sweater by Alicia Plummer. Oh, I love Alicia Plummer. I've knit a bunch of her stuff. I love her. I love her. And, you know, the photos, it's like a beautiful, loose, Sweet. open, some lace date detail, mm-hmm. but more like fisherman's rib kind of lace. Yeah. And it just, all of the pictures are taken on the beach. I was going to say, it's wearing like jean shorts yep. with like this beautiful Cute. sweater. It just looks perfect. So I am working on a sand shore with some yarn from my stash. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> trying to dwindle that thing down and um so far I'm loving how it's coming out I love this yarn so what I love is how like the the yarn looks quite a bit paler you know what I mean like there's quite a bit of white mm-hmm. in the yarn and then you knit it up and it's that gorgeous you yeah. know coral would you call that coral yeah yeah, yeah. it's beautiful very kind of Floridian to me mm-hmm. I think yeah, which very cute. is what inspired me because I wore my I, I have a sand shore that I'm wearing yep. right now which is super <laughs> cute <laughs> but it's with an alpaca blend mm-hmm. um and I brought it down to Florida and I had never worn it up here um I love the way that it turned out but I just it I just never it, it just never hit me to yeah. wear it when I got to Florida, it's like I totally got it. Yeah. I got the jean shorts and sweater. Right. Thing, and I thought, this must multiply. I must have more yes, of these sweaters. Isn't that funny? I do the same thing. Like, I'll knit something that I love, and I think, 
well, I could either knit that five more times or I could move on to the next thing I want to knit. And usually, but I like, I mean, this one is cute. It is cute. I didn't notice the back on the one you're wearing, but I love oh, yeah. the, yeah, I love the lace on the back and the across the sides. Like, mm -hmm. I love that where the patterns come together. It's almost like a waistband. So cute. It is. It's really cute. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I'm trying to get, to get some summer sweaters done. That's good. Me yeah. too. So the other thing I think is cute is she has like a poem. Yes. On the pattern. I know. Like how charming from, is that? It was from her mom to her dad. Oh, look at that. Oh my God, I love that. That's cute. I love Alicia Palmer. Now I love her more. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is the first thing that I brought. So this is, this is Yarn I Dyes. Oh my goodness. I know, right? Look so at you. I took gorgeous. A, a craftsy class. I reviewed a craftsy uh -huh. class. So Sarah from Cephalopod okay. did a craftsy class because she closed her business a couple years ago. Um, and at the end of the class, she had recipes. So this one is Purple Soldier Fly. And I am so, I did this in my kitchen. I'm so proud of myself. You should be. It's right? Because I think it's gorgeous. And the thing I'm the most proud of is like, so I knit, I wanted to make sure I had enough, like I'm just going to knit every last ounce of this yarn, right? And so it really is just kind of a t-shirt. I'm kind of making it up as I go. But I attached the second ball to do the sleeves and now I'm on the second ball for the body and I can't, I can't tell. <laughs> I can't tell. And I just did it in two separate, like, I mean, it was the same dye stock, right, that I mixed up in my kitchen, but I did it in two separate pots and everything, yeah. so I really wasn't sure uh -huh. that it would look, and I'm too lazy to alternate skeins. <laughs> There's a time and a place for right. alternating skeins. But I thought, well, you know what, I'm just going to see what happens, and I am so pleased with myself. Like, you should be. So it's, it's a good, stunning. good class. And so then I did another one of hers, and I meant to throw it in my bag to show you. But it was called Phoenix Butterfly. So she has all these great, like, nature-y uh -huh. colorway names. So that one was, like, an orange and pink. Pretty similar to this pink that I keep staring at on the wall over here. But, like, an orangey pink. Uh -huh. And I love that, too. But I think I'm going to make that into, a like, a tank. And so there's this tannis gray tank that is just, you almost just knit, like, a, like, you knit down to the armholes and later you just seam it up. But it's kind of just like a yes. sheet. Uh -huh. And it's just hot pink orangey and so that's kind of that's, that's what I think cute. I'm gonna I do like with the that. summer tank too yeah exactly because it's fingering weight yarn summer tank that's no I don't think I know doing. that one uh-uh okay it's like a it's almost like a braided it it's a spaghetti strap oh cute tank, which yeah. looks really cute yeah unless you've got the girls yes which I do <laughs> like, which I do too <laughs> the girls make nothing cute no that's the problem <laughs> Although I just got a book on short rows, and so now I'm thinking, like, maybe I need to look into bust darts. Maybe that's my next thing I need to, like... Sweaters with bust out. darts are amazing. Yeah. And I've never tried it. There is a designer um, on Ravelry, Andy Satterland. Okay. <clears throat> She's also called Untangling Knots. Okay. She does a lot of cute cropped cardigans, mm -hmm. um, but she's a curvy, beautiful woman. Yeah. And she designs for curves. That's so good. So she has darts she has everything and her stuff just fits to a tee yeah yeah highly recommend that yeah. that's my new thing yes bus starts yes. but anyways i was super proud of myself in my kitchen well you should be yeah 
And I think that any every dyer is started in their kitchen. Yes. What else were you going to do? I will probably only ever be a hobby dyer, but I love it. You know what I mean? It's fun. It's addicting. And then I'm always saying to people, I'm like, stuff will turn out. You pull it out of the pot and you think, oh, that's not what I had in mind. But it never but shocks. It, it's I, never, like, terrible. Right? It's like, oh, it's just a different, different than the picture in my head, but not bad. Yeah. Right? That's kind of how I always feel about it. And that's it, so. how I end up developing a lot of my colors is by accident. <laughs> <laughs> See? So like the most important better. thing about dyeing yarn is just writing down every little thing yes. that you do. Yeah. Um, which, thankfully, I'm actually good at. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got, like, my 48 repeatable colors. And yeah. I'm super happy with how all of those are. So, um, but most of them... I would say 70% of them, I had no idea they were going to turn out like they did. Really? Yeah. Yeah. My favorite, favorite color right now is a combination of chartreuse, black, and blue. Really? Do we have that that I can look at? Oh, that's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. So I always say that the, um, the drinking game on the podcast is if I say the word turquoise. Because that's like my well, like here my is spirit the... animal color, right? Anything that's even slightly turquoise, I'm like, oh. So this is called Oyster Bay. I love it. Yes, and that is a ring of six turquoises. Yes, see? Tur- turquoises. <laughs> um, that yeah. So this is the um, chartreuse black and blue, and mm-hmm. this is a different concentration of the short chartreuse black and blue. So this you would never expect no. that from those colors right it's beautiful this is the one when we were at yarn fest that i kept grabbing and then you kept putting a brighter color in my hand (laughs) and and i'm happy with my choice (laughs) and i brought the yarn to show you again but yes um but i love this one this one one is is called called beta like the fighting beta oh i like that yeah yeah it's it's got all that stunning it's got all that texture and all those layers that you get to see with those pretty fishies yep Mm-hmm. Oh, gorgeous. All right, so tell me about the sweater in your lap. All right, I grabbed this sweater. This is my Miette, which was designed by Andy Sutherland, that has, is graced with bust darts. Oh, yeah, look at and that. And everyone says, oh, it's short, it's cropped, I can't do that. This is a four skein sweater. Really? Which I knit with four skeins of my Nerdstring DK. Mm-hmm. Um, and my friend Crystal just knit one with four skeins yeah. DK. It calls for worsted, but I think because it's like a cropped um, three-quarter sleeve, you know, it makes more sense. I, I was able to find gauge with the DK yeah. just fine. Yeah. And to me, it just makes more sense to have a looser knit mm-hmm. for a style like this. So it's, I mean, why do you want to wear like a super like tight? Heavy, right. I could see like, that the stiffer fabric would yeah. not make a lot of sense. Kevlar sweater in the yep. middle of summer. But that's just a sample of her her bust darts. That's so. And cute. when you put it on, you just it's just like a glove. Yeah. Yes, she designs for the for the curvy for us, girl. us curvy good. ladies. That is good. So what mm-hmm. colorway is this purple? This is beautiful. This is sniff. Oh, Prince loves purple. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> What a good colorway name. I know. I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken I can't about Prince. Believe like how many people. Yes. I mean, I really, it didn't really even occur to me how, like, you know, I mean, you still yeah. think about that, like, 
how important was Prince of Life? And then you realize, super important. The right? answer is super important. Super important. Yes, yes. One yeah. of my friends summed it up perfectly on Facebook. She's like, I learned everything um, about sensuality. Mm-hmm. In my middle school years, from Prince. From Prince, exactly. In the seventh grade, <laughs> everything I knew about anything like that was because of Prince. And then yes. they were doing the, like, marathons of the music. Like, Cozy was doing that. And they were just, uh-huh. there were a bunch of them that were playing, like, just marathons of Prince. And I was like, also that one. Oh, my God. Yes. You know? Yes. And then they were talking about this vault of music that he never released. And I so know. maybe there will still be more Prince, but yeah, I don't know. So I have Never Prince Loves it. Purple, and then I also have a purple color called Purple Rain. Do you? I do. Good. And when I when I this was the first purple that I came out with, and when I named it Prince Loves Purple, everyone was like, "What? What do you mean?" <laughs> <laughs> and then since he's passed, everyone's like, "Oh, he tried to like copyright the color purple." Right. You know? <laughs> I mean, this is you know, it's a big deal. Yeah. Prince loves. Purple, exactly. And I'm not going to change it to loved. No. It's got to no, so. be Prince Loves Purple. Yep. Yes. No, He's agree. still loving it somewhere. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you're wearing a beautiful purple sweater. Yes. So this is my True by Hohi Locatelli. Love her. I know. I'm obsessed with her. So that this is my this is my funny story about the sweater. So two things, right? I started, it took me like a year because it's a lot of sweaters. It's huge. But it's, it's gorgeous. In Colorado, it's a three-season coat, right? Yes. Like, I don't really need a coat, but I need a sweater I can wear, I don't know, September to May, because it's May 17th, and it was 47 degrees on my way to your house. <laughs> and I was like, at one point, I was like, I really want to crank this out. I really want to finish it. And then I was like, I don't know if I'll get to wear it this year, though, so maybe I won't finish it. That was in April. Yeah. I've worn it 10 Here times. <laughs> Here we are. Here I am in my sweater. But the funniest thing about the construction of this, I'm going to stand up so you can see it. So when you you knit down the body, and then it has pockets, which seems very simple. And so you knit across here, and then you put those on a a holder, right? And then you knit across, and then you reattach them. And I reattached this and do that. And then I knit until like a half an inch away from the bind off. And then I was like, all twisty oh my god so I had to rip it I literally I had to rip it back with my ball winder that was how much I had to frog in the sweater but it's totally worth it so that's Madeline Tosh um I think it's long rider DK so it's another it's a DK mm-hmm. and it's raspberry cordial mm-hmm. and I love it it's beautiful I love it. yeah it's lovely so and it is it's a sweater here I mean I'll wear it all the time I constantly one of my favorite sweaters is the Big Sister cardigan. Oh, I don't think I know um, that one. By Top Toppers. Okay. It was knit using Big Sister from Yoff. Oh yes, Yoff. It was designed for um, <clears throat> for Yoff. Mm-hmm. And it's called the Big Sister cardigan. Right. Using the Big Sister yarn, yeah. of course. So, um, I have worn that sweater probably fifty times. Yeah. And it's very similar to what the one you're wearing in that it's longer, mm-hmm. it's just comfy, yep. it's smushy, it's yep. just everything. Yes. Everything. Yeah. I have like a... Said, you don't need a jacket, you need a sweater. You need a sweater. You just need a sweater. And so I have a Hohi Locatelli, the Jenica, which is a, it's a hoodie, mm-hmm. and it's cabled across the shoulders, but then also down the back. Yes. And so it's one of her, like, cool construction ones, and that's the same thing. That's a chunky yarn. 
But it's, I wear it all the time. Yeah. And then, you know, because it's May and it's going to snow in the mountains. <laughs> it's raining out here. <laughs> and it'll be 80 degrees on Saturday. But I was feeling like such a dork because I was like, I can't believe I thought in April I wasn't going to get to wear this sweater. It snows on Mother's Day. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, and I moved here from Chicago. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were used to freezing from October to June. Right. I got married May 3rd. Um, so we just had our 13th anniversary. Yay! And <clears throat> it snowed on our wedding day. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's May. You're yeah. thinking, oh, I'm in the clear. No. 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 no not here either. Really. Really? Nowhere anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. The I used to weird. think that it was just following me from city to city wherever I, I moved, but then I just kind of realized that it's just everywhere. Yeah. Like, yep. it's it's the weather. Yeah. They canceled all the proms in Longmont because of the... They were they were predicting at one point zero to 40 inches of snow <laughs> the weekend of the prom. Uh-huh. So they canceled the prom. Then we got zero inches of snow, which was... T- I think down here you guys got snow, but we got, like, we sweet and stuff, and so we didn't get snow. And then um, and then it snowed when they rescheduled the prom. <gasps> so I was like, what? You just can't do that. In Estes, because I grew up in Estes, and so... Did you? We, yeah. We, it no always idea. snowed at prom, and it just always snowed at prom, and that's just yeah. part of the deal. My brother's birthday is April the 30th. Uh-huh. Always yeah. snow on his birthday. Yeah. Without fail. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just found out that Mother's Day weekend is peak weekend for allergies. I believe that. I never knew. Yeah, I didn't know that I'm either. Like, Thank you again. <laughs> yeah. For this Mother's Day gift. <laughs> allergies and snow. <laughs> I love you, Colorado. Right. Thank but, you. You know, it, it would be anywhere. Mm-hmm. It would be anywhere. I'm happy yeah. to be where. I'm happy to be where I am, as frenetic as it is. Yes. <laughs> I can deal with some. It's it's usually beautiful. That's the thing. It it's like usually beautiful. But I think when we saw each other in January for Nitnosh, it was nicer weather than today in Absolutely. May, <laughs> which is crazy. I we had more beautiful days in February, and March than April. And yes. May. Yeah. Totally. Hands down. Yep. Hands down. Whenever I can dry yarn outside. I know it's it's a good day. Yeah, that is I, a good day. There were days in in February where I, I was actually able to bring my lounge chair out mm-hmm. into the sun. Yeah. With the yarn and just lay out in the sun with the yarn and literally oh watch God. the yarn dry. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, That's I like have the best perfect job day, right? In the world. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's the perfect day. It does sound like yes. the perfect day. You're welcome to come anytime and I'm watch yarn dry with you. <laughs> and help me help me dry the yarn. Good idea. Alright, so the other thing that I'm getting ready to cast on is my range shawl. So these are the four colors you helped me pick at Yarnfest. Which I love, and I'm so glad that you brought them because I wanted to take a picture of them. Okay, good. Let's do that. So yes. there they are, all laid out. I'm so excited about this shawl. So yeah. it's funny because we were talking before we turned on the thing about, like, you know, you're knitting a lot of sweaters and you used to knit cowls. I am all of a sudden on this thing where, like, maybe shawls. The shawl that I should be knitting yes. because you can't always wear a sweater, but there's a lot of times you can wear a shawl, especially a fingering weight shawl. But I feel like this one, again, it's going to be like a three season thing. Yes. So I'm very excited about it. 
Yes, and the designer, well, the shawl that we're talking about, it's called the Range. Yep. Shawl. Pattern. As in Home on the Range. Um, and it's by Andrea Mowry. Yes. Who I'm, I've got a somewhat slightly unhealthy obsession with right now. <laughs> um, it just seems like every time I have an idea in my head of a pattern that I'd like to knit, <laughs> all I have to do is go to her page and there it is. And there it is. That's good news. And I, I had this great idea for this, this pattern and then she posted a um, test knitting thing on her Ravelry and I was like, oh my gosh, there it is. So she's really saving me a lot of time. That's good. Designing um, takes a lot of time. I Yes, <laughs> yes. I have enough on my plate. I don't need to start designing so right. as long as we have beautiful young designers like her and Veronica Job and... Gosh, who are my other favorites? I love Alicia Plummer. Mm-hmm. Bristol Ivy. Bristol Ivy is fantastic. Yep. Vera um, Valamaki is another one that Vera, I love a lot yes. lately. Um, Dandelion Girl Knits. Melissa I have knit three of her sweaters. Oh, really? Yes. That's amazing. Yes. That's so great. and I yeah, I keep I keep going back. Yeah. That and sheep knits. Yes, she knits are, are good. Chick knits. I think it's isn't it she knits? It's spelled like it should be she knits, but but did they pronounce it chick knits? I chick don't. Knits? I, I, I pronounce know. it chick knits. Hmm. But I'm I'm sure I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm sure I'm wrong. Don't you hate that though I, when you're like? I thought it was pronounced like this. <laughs> I'm sure it's chic. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um yeah, when I'm just talking in conversation, I say chick. That's good. But, uh, yeah, I just I just frogged a sweater from her, um, the Abria. Okay. It's a cute, cute, cute little, like, ballet-type top sweater. Oh, yeah. Yes, very cropped, mm-hmm. half sleeves. That sounds um, cute. Slight bit of lace detail around, around the lapel. Um, and I got one sleeve done. I got the entire body and one sleeve done and tried it on and it looked like absolute garbage. Oh no, don't you hate that? (laughs) It was the worst. So yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back for it. Yeah. I'm going to try it again for sure. Good. But uh, yeah, I, and I was on gauge too. So I'm just going to, I think it was just the wrong yarn. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Sometimes you're on gauge and it just still doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and unfortunately, that's a trial and error situation. Exactly. Hopefully, before you get a whole sweater in one sleeve done, though. Although I have to say, <laughs> the second sweater I ever knit myself was the Ribby Cardi, mm-hmm. right? And it's everything about it is wrong. Like everything <laughs> about it is wrong. I still really like the colors I picked, uh-huh. but I knitted out of cotton, and I don't know. I don't know why I that was the decision I made. It. Grew, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the older it gets, the bigger it gets, and my gauge was wrong to begin mm-hmm. with, and so then it just keeps getting. But I love it, and I will not frog it. It just sits on my shelf, and I yes. admire it. Yes, like um, someday I'm gonna knit another one. I have a similar uh, sweater made out of Barocco cotton. Mm-hmm. Um, this was before they had the modern cotton. Okay. The modern cotton has a little bit of I think modal in it. Okay. It's in structure. Yeah. Um. But I, I did the effortless cardigan out of one of their other cottons. And mm-hmm. yeah, 
yeah, it's a shelf sweater. Right. But, <laughs> but, I, but it's like the second one I ever real sweater. Right, yes. exactly. So I can't frog it. And I wouldn't use yeah. the yarn again because that was my biggest problem was that it was a bad yarn choice. Yes. So then it's just like, okay, I can just sit there and yes. take a brew on the shelf. It is all about yarn choice and appropriateness. Yes. yes. That's why samples are so important, I think. Yes. Yeah, I agree. It's yeah. fun to get to test things out. Definitely. All right, so let's talk colors in my beautiful rain shawl, because I'm excited. I'm excited for you. So my favorite, this one is my favorite, Chartreuse with Envy, and it's sparkly. It's a sparkle. So this one um, is a, I mean, it's gorgeous. So this is what we were talking about earlier, is what I love about your yarns is the depth, right? Like, just by itself, this is a beautiful yarn. But then when you look at these sections that are darker, mm-hmm. that's what gives it, it's got a lot of character, I think. Thank you. Your yarn. I think it's beautiful. Thank you. And then I have Sevens, yes. which is a blue-gray that I really love. Named after my favorite jeans. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's why it's spelled funky. Yeah. S-E, the number and seven. And then the number seven, yep. <laughs> ENS. ENS. No, I think it's so because cute. Because I just, I've, I've got a great navy that I love, mm-hmm. um, and then the rest of my other blues are, are kind of blends of, of different colors jiving together, and I just yep. really wanted a nice building block. Yes. And I feel like this is a great building block blue. It is. It's gorgeous. It and it's got the right everything. amount of gray. Exactly. It is. Yes. It's like jeans. It goes with everything. Yeah. Even, even fluorescent yellow. Yes, we should talk about that in a minute because I love that. <laughs> um, and so the other one that I love is Better in Blue Jeans. So that yes. was my, is that the, am I getting the was name I, right? Yes. That was my sample. That was your knit notch yes, sample? Yes, that was my knit notch sample. And yeah. I love it. Thank you. That's Yes, so this is what I, I mean, this color to me, especially when it was caked up, it was kind of like, oh, this is a very pretty blue-gray. But I sit here and I look at it, and it's got hints of green. It's got little bits of brown, which yes. you wouldn't really expect. Mm-hmm. But there's brown in it, and I just think it's got so much character. I think that's the only way to describe it. Even this blue, look at that, right? That could be just an ordinary blue, except that it's got a lot of character. Blue Monday. Thank you. The shading... You know what I mean? It's not an ordinary blue. A lot of dyers make a blue that has, like, one of those colors. But yours has so much depth. Variation. Uh, Yeah, and And variation. Without being crazy, like, zany variegated, it still sort of all feels like tones of the same color, Mm -hmm. but with depth. I love it. Thank you. Like I said, You know, when I started dying, you know, it's when I started dying always a terrible thing to say. Right. <laughs> when I first started dyeing yarn, you know, it was right after I won the FedEx Small Business Grant, mm-hmm. and I thought it was the next level for my business. It was right. the next logical step. You know, I people have enough tote bags, but we can never have enough yarn. I don't think I can have enough tote bags. I don't, for I the record. I never, <laughs> ever have enough tote bags. Right. I just delivered 300 tote bags the other day and left the store... With a tote bag that I bought. (laughs) I have a problem. Yeah. But um, it just felt like the next logical step. But I I didn't want to do anything that was gimmicky. 
Um, and, you know, not to knock anything that's gimmicky. Right. I, I mean, in my mind, I think of gimmicky as um, high maintenance. You sure. Know, something that t- you have to do by hand, and it's a lot of high touching. Mm-hmm. Coming from the screen printing world, you know, and then also before that, my corporate job in the mortgage industry. Right. You know, it was all process excellence, and, you know, I'm all about streamlining procedures. And when I started dyeing yarn, I wanted to bring that ideal to the dye pot. Yep. So, um, you know, the less I have to touch it, the better. Yeah. You know, so, but it's, it's instead of, you know, dipping and squeezing out and dyeing and rolling it up and steaming it, I'd rather just, you know, let the dye be more organic and fit with the yarn than fight the yarn. Yeah. You know, I Mm -hmm. love a good variegated yarn. Yes. Just as much as the next guy. But I don't like dyeing it. Yeah, like the hand painting, right? Like that's very labor-intensive. It's very labor-intensive. And, I mean, doing what I do is labor-intensive, so I don't need to complicate it any more than I already have. (laughs) So, you know, luckily I've been able to develop this strategy where I just layer different colors, Mm -hmm. you know, at different intervals during the dyeing process. So, you know, we have different absorption rates, Yeah. you know, for different shades and... I love what I've come up with, and fortunately, so do other people. Well, I told you earlier, I'm a fan. And I think that's what's fascinating about it, is like the, sort of the chemistry of it, and the math of it, you know what I mean? Like, all of the different things that you can do with, sort of the intensity of colors, or like you said, the layering the colors. I had never tried that before until that class, and then it was three different dyes in the same pot, I was terrible, I was like, whatever doesn't yeah. cost that much for blank yarn, so it'll be fine if I ruin it. And then it came out, and I was like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> you there's know? no such thing as ugly yarn. No, but it is, it's an art, and it's also a science. That's what I think is kind yes. of cool about it, is there is a lot of chemistry and how much acid do you use versus dye. I think it's amazing. And that's, like, you just nailed it, because I've always been, I've always considered myself more, um, I don't know, more business minded. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm very organized, very anal, very yeah. <laughs> OCD, right. very process oriented. You know, but at the same time, lately I've just kind of been starting to think of myself as an artist. And mm-hmm. when I meet people, they're like, "Oh, so you're an artist?" And I've always been like, "Oh, no, no, not really." <laughs> you know, but I've come to terms with the fact that I think I'm an artist. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've, I've never considered myself a graphic designer when I started the Nerd Shop brand with the shirts and the tote bags mm-hmm. and the sayings and all of that. I never considered myself a graphic designer. Yeah. I, I can graphically lay lay things out. Right, <laughs> right. You know, and I, I guess I just, I'm, I, I'm... I need to go to, like, an AA meeting, like an <laughs> Artist Anonymous <laughs> right. meeting and be like... My name is Renee McGee, and I am an artist. <laughs> right. I'm having trouble admitting that to myself. I know it now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think what people love about the shirts more than anything, although the, the design of them is great, but I think it's the wit. You know what I mean? That's what people Thank like. You. And when we were at Yarnfest, there were several people that I would that I ran into that were like, oh, i got to get to the nerd booth. I need another t-shirt like and yes. people had a list like you were a destination booth I knew several people awesome. that came from like out of state um Charlene from the Yarniacs did you meet her 
she's great. And she was like, I gotta get over there. She was like, but I went over earlier. And the t-shirts are at the back of the booth. They are. They were. She was helping at Western Sky Knits. And so she was like, I gotta get over there and get to the back of the booth and get a t-shirt. And then Danny, who does the Prairie Girl podcast, she's from, yeah. I did meet her. She was like, and then I went out to dinner with her and Emily Straw, uh, yes. and um, they were going to change into their t-shirts in the parking lot. <laughs> yes. Because it was hot, and they were wearing sweaters, and they were like, we're just going to take our sweaters off in the car and put on our nerd shirts and go to dinner. And I was like, that's that, perfect. That is totally one of the things I love most about doing shows is whenever I've done a Stitches event, mm-hmm. Midwest or, or Texas or West, you know, after you after the first day, you know, after preview day, the next yep. day you see everybody wearing, wearing their shirt, their yeah. nerd shirts, yep. and they always they love coming into the booth and being like, "Look at my shirt!" Yeah, <laughs> and I love that. I love that. Yeah, I'm always asking people, please, like hashtag me nerd shop. Yeah, take pictures because I want to see them. Yes, in the wild, right? Yes, I want exactly in the, wild. in the wild. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. so the next color I picked was black celebration. And I think this one's gorgeous, too. Thank you. Just the shades, you know? What I love, I could have, we were talking about our stashes earlier, I could have an entire stash of just gray yarn. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So yes. this other one Me I have too. is called Shade 1 of 50, and I think you renamed it. Did you rename this? I did the not. One you, no, what was the one no. you renamed? Um, the one that I renamed was initially Shade 1 of 50. Okay. Um, but now it's called Tarnish. Tarnish. That was the one that I saw yesterday. Yes, because Shade 1 of 50 is a very, very, very light. Light gray. Light, beautiful, mm-hmm. silvery gray. And that had to be Shade 1. Yep. I couldn't be, I couldn't have Shade 1 be like three shades like darker. darker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Tarnish, I think, because it does have like those kind of, that depth that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see some layering in the dyeing yep. there. It's it's the perfect name for that one. Yes. Um, but I did also recently release Shade 2 of 50. Oh, did you? Yes. You have that here? We do. So it's a step. Um, it's between Tarnish and Black Celebration. Look how pretty. Yeah. So we've got... This is shade two of fifty. Oh, see, look at but that. But then tarnish is in between. See, literally, mm-hmm. I could make that my whole yarn stash. Yeah. Just look at those grays. Yes. And they're so pretty. That is. So we have to remember when we're done for me to take some pictures for show notes so people can see how gorgeous Thank all of you. these are because they're so pretty. <laughs> so, um, so this was my funny story, right, about this um shawl because I saw it in the booth and then I I mean I stood there a long time we stood there a long time like maybe and I kept reaching for the turquoise and you kept saying no instead put a different color there which was the right decision and I do I fight I think everybody's got that color you know that color that like oh my god I would always buy the whatever and for me it's anything slightly even turquoise so it's good for me to get out of my turquoise um but I got home and I was like Oh my God, this shawl is brioche. <laughs> and I've never done brioche. Yeah, the B word. 
And so I thought, well, when I see Renee, I have to ask her, where did you learn brioche? Like, what, what's the go-to? Is there a YouTube video that I should look at? Um, I have a lovely assistant um, named Tenley, mm-hmm. um, who also does some, some great design work. She's Tenley Originals on um, Instagram. And I literally texted her and said, Tenley... I need to learn how to brioche. Will you learn it so you can teach it to me? <laughs> Will she come to my house and teach it to me? So I, I'm sure she I can did. It out. Um, and of course, it took her all of like an hour and a half because mm-hmm. she's 19. Oh, well, there you go. You know, I mean, we're moms. She learns things fast. Yeah. You know, we're moms. We have jobs. We yeah. have kids. We have responsibilities. Yeah. It's like trying to learn something new. Right. Yeah. Good one. And, um, Yes, and then I, after I had the range shawl done and um, put up in my LAS, I got um, accosted by all of the shop's knitters for <laughs> introducing <laughs> brioche, because yep. as soon as everyone saw this shawl, they were like, oh my gosh, I must have it. It's so pretty. I must yeah. do it. And then they so were like, pretty. what is Breca Breca Breca? Yeah. <laughs> I know, like, there's one of the, wait, I got to pull it out. One of the abbreviations in the pattern is B-R-K-Y-O-B-R-K. Bjork Bjork. Oh, you should put that on a tote bag. (laughs) With a picture of a swan. It's like a Bjork something stitch. Yes. Yes. I I took a screenshot of that and sent it to my friend Crystal and said, how did my pattern translate into Icelandic all of a sudden? (laughs) Like an umlaut, an accent. Yes. I'm like, I don't know. Yes, but it's so there's, pretty. And there's barking and burping. Barking and burping. See that? Yes. My, that so, makes it feel a little more like English. Yes. Um, barking is brioche knitting. Yeah. Burping is brioche curling. And I'm sure that you don't say it like that. Right. <laughs> but it's a good way to remember it. <laughs> That's how I remember it. It makes it sound less scary, too. Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, I also watched um, some video tutorials from... Oh gosh, not so not sorry knitter. Not sorry knitter. Okay, good. Um, but she used to be shoot. SoCal knits. Okay. So it might be under SoCal knits. Okay. But it's in Southern California knits. Yeah. All right, good. Well, she's a great designer too. I'm determined. So we'll be in Hawaii. I'm not bringing this to Hawaii. I'm bringing the doodler to Hawaii. Oh. Okay. I know. I'm like, maybe that'll be good. And um, it'll probably be better than brioche. It might be, right? It might be crazy, but I I have this whole idea. So Easter, we bought you know like the paws Easter egg kit, yes. whatever, and they were neon. Yeah. And they were gorgeous, and I was like, I have a sock blank upstairs. I have a sparkly sock blank <gasps> upstairs. So I ran upstairs, and the kids were like, You're ridiculous. Like you're crazy yeah. <laughs> I was like are you done with the eggs I'm sticking yarn in this <laughs> yeah yeah and then I was don't like don't mix the dyes right it'll be fine <laughs> get the yellow out of there <laughs> so I dyed this sock blank with the kids at Easter and then I had yarn in my stash that kind of matched it I had a um uh gosh numma numma that's like this beautiful blueberry color blueberry Sorbet, I think it's called. It's really mm-hmm. pretty. And then I had an, um, a Minnesota Uruguay that had 
black plus all the colors yes. of the Easter eggs, basically, and it was so pretty. So that's what I'm going to try, because I figured, well, there's my, this is my, like, sentimental knitting. That's absolutely sentimental. So it's like, I yeah. have the Easter egg thing, and then I'm taking the kids to Hawaii, and we're going to spend all this time, and that'll be my knitting on the trip. Good for so, you. But when I get back, this is totally next on my list. Yes. So. You will crush it. And yeah. the nice thing about those colors is they can go winter. Yes. They can even go fall. And they can go spring because the beautiful chartreuse, right? That makes it spring. And in yeah. Colorado, I could wear it on the 4th of July in Estes Park at my parents' house. Absolutely. Because <laughs> I'll be in a coat. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I picked out several different combinations of colors for the rain shawl at Yarn Fest. And um, I just keep trying to encourage people like please tag me in your photos because I really yes. want to see how they yeah out. no I I I've and it's so fun because there's just there's no going wrong and you know with you and your turquoise obsession mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I, I had a lot of that at yarn fest and I had a lot of people saying well I can't wear that color well there's no such thing yes I you agree. can wear it if you want to right you know, yeah. or if you balance it with the right colors. So yes. I think a big part of what I've been trying to do with my new line is introduce things that play well together, mm-hmm. you know, and that contrast well together, yep. you know, that that you can use for two or three or four skein projects yeah. that, you know, you can really make your own mm-hmm. and really make fun yeah that's my favorite thing I feel like that's my favorite like trend right now is that idea of like I just knit the breathing space by Vera Valimaki and so it's it's cute it's um it's just a top-down raglan and she did a solid and then a speckled uh-huh. and um it's got short rows so it's kind of on the bias uh-huh. so you knit the body is sort of on the bias and it's striped so like solid color and then like that that That's special right. skein of yarn, yes. right? Like whatever that special skein is. And I love a pad. That's what I love about this is like the three colors are pretty neutral and I, would, I can wear them with anything in my wardrobe. But then I have a sparkly chartreuse, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's the, I think that's the trend right now is like you've got that special skein of yarn yes. that pairs well with things that that way it, it does fit into something you can wear every day. You don't have to be like, now I have to look for a chartreuse. Some, you know what I mean? I can yeah. wear this with anything. And so mm-hmm. um, I think that's a that's a cool trend these days. The special skein mixed in with stuff that, like, anchors it, you yes. know, so it's wearable. I think yeah. that's great. Your base colors. Yeah, exactly. Your base colors and your pops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've also found that, you know, as long as you're cool with the yarn shop that you're at, um, <laughs> and I highly recommend asking them first, um, if you unpop the skeins and yep. twist them together, yes. Oh my gosh, it's night and day. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can you can line them up in a little row and try to imagine how they're gonna play together, but until you actually literally twist them all together mm-hmm. into one mega skein, you can you tell how they're really gonna work together? Yeah. Yeah. And that's been like a huge. Yeah new thing of mine too yes was that was calling... the other thing at yarn fest yes. so my friend sarah and i were in the booth i think the first day and you had that beautiful you had a pink and, yeah. a, and a couple of grays and she i think she came back and bought 
like exactly those things. And she has a podcast too. She's the knitting type and it's a video podcast. Yes. So she showed people like, here's awesome. my beautiful knot of gorgeous, uh-huh. you know, twisted up all together. Cause it is, it, it helps you visualize it in a completely different different way it does and everybody visualizes things in different ways and everybody processes everybody's brains process things different ways yep you know so the more visual you can make it the better yeah and I started twisting up those um I call them yarn babies at yarn fest (laughs) right because they're the perfect like cradling (laughs) they're the perfect cradling size um and I I literally started doing it because I ran out of hooks um, or as colors would sell out, I would yeah. take the last remaining color and stare at the wall and say, okay, well, what could I put with this? And, you know, it was uncanny how many times I would just twist three skeins together and someone would walk in and say, oh, we'll take this, Yeah, you know, and that's three skeins. That's a big commitment, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's a, it's a huge compliment, but, um, also I think that people are more into like risk taking and yeah. And breaking away from the pack and saying, oh, you know what? There's no such thing as being a fall or winter or yes. spring. You know, like, it, we're all individual. Yeah. And, you know, if anyone is like me, your hair color changes. Right. Throughout the year. <laughs> yep. Um, your, or your glasses change or your lipstick color changes mm-hmm. or whatever. And, you know, it's, it's fun to take those risks and... See how you can augment your wardrobe with just three little colors. Yeah. You know, and especially over the summer. Like you mentioned with the shawls. Yep. Like that's my favorite, like, summer uniform. Jeans, a white feeder, and a three-color shawl. And a shawl, yeah. Yep. So let's talk about the Hovey shawl because I I love the Hovey shawl. Oh, yes. So um, we all love the three-color cashmere cowl. Yep. And um, when she came out with the three color cashmere shawl, of course, my LIS had to knit it. Right. Um, and sponsored a knit along using a nerd string, which was incredibly sweet. But when she decided to do this, she said, okay, I need a medium blue, which is where sevens came from. Yep. Uh, a light, light gray which is where a shade of 150 came yeah. from, and a highlighter yellow. Nice. <laughs> which is where glow stick came from. So, um, you know, I, I I trusted her judgment 100% and mm-hmm. said, you got it, here you go. And she came up with this beautiful, beautiful thing. And as I was wearing it around Yarnfest, I got stopped so many times. Yeah. Where people were just saying, I would have never in a million years thought to put those colors together. Right. Well, if you've been on Ravelry and you've seen, I, I don't know, is it Joji or Hoji? I think it's Hoji. Yeah. Okay. If you've seen, I mean, she she does. She's pretty daring with her color she combinations. She is, yeah. So she did something very similar to this mm-hmm. um, for her cowl version of the pattern. Yep. Um, but I think it just turned out so stunning and I've, I've gotten oh, so it. many compliments on it and so many yeah. people saying, I can't wear that neon yellow. Right. Well, guess what? You can, if it's 12 inches down. Right. It's not next <laughs> to your face. Yeah. It's not like right. you're making it's reflecting up or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that highlight color and that's where all those 
you know, pops that we were talking about come in. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the pop in the three-color cashmere cowl. Yes. That we did, too. Yeah. Um, with Fired Up. As I don't think the, I've seen that. Oh, is that the one on the shelf? Yeah. Next to the lava lamp. <sighs> That's gorgeous. So, See, I love that. So this I, one is a gray. Which gray it's is green. this? Is that green? It's green. So I chose the colors for this one. It is All of My Love. Oh, wow. Um, which is an olive. It was olive juice for a while. Um, in elementary school, I don't know if, if anyone had this. I grew up in Florida. Uh-huh. But in elementary school, if you mouthed the words olive juice, uh-huh. it looked like I love you. <laughs> so I initially named it olive juice. Right. Um, but nobody got it. Oh, that's funny. Um, so I, I immediately started thinking of olives. And when I was growing up, I my neighbors were obsessed with Led Zeppelin. And... I always thought that all of my love was literally olive, comma, my love. Yeah, like I love olives. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, oh, uh, it's a song. It's this beautiful song about a girl named Olive. Uh-huh. You know, that, that Robert might love. Right. But it's all of my love um, mixed with peachy. Oh, that's pretty. And a pop, the pop contrast color is yeah. called Fired Up. I love it. And, yeah, so Fired Up is a blend of, it's got some peaches, some oranges, a mm-hmm. little magenta. It's, I really wanted it to be like a neon coral. Yes. It's almost, is that what this is hanging here? Yes. Yeah. It's almost, when you see it knit up, it's almost a little like, feels like it's iridescent because there are those pots. Yes. It's you know like what taffeta. I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's gorgeous. And I know, like, how 80s. How much am I dating myself? I love it, though, right? That's the same thing. The yellow, right? I Like, I feel like those 80s uh, colors are coming back, except that we've learned that it doesn't have, have to be the whole yes. thing, right? You just use it sparingly. And suddenly, it's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. I want to get a picture of this one, too, so people can see the color combinations. Yes. That's because I, I brought those colors into... Um, my LIS to have them knit up and for a knit along and I still remember someone being like ugh why would really? you put those together oh, no. again if, if you're looking at skeins twisted up yeah or three in a row mm-hmm. you're not really going to get the full idea on how they're going to play together unless you unskein them and twist them all together yeah I've gotten so many questions about how do I come up with my color combinations? How do I come up with my colors? What do I, what do I do? Well, nine out of ten times, it's where they're at in the drying process. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so some certain colors just end up next to one another, and yeah. I stand there and I twist them together in the sun, and it's like magic. Yeah, it's gorgeous. They're just made for each other sometimes. So the other thing I love about this is I wouldn't think of olive as a, as like a neutral, you know what I mean? But then you think about how many people have a pair of olive pants. I mean, I have yeah two, at least two, right? Yeah. And it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. Well, and this olive isn't, like you said, you didn't even know it was olive. No, I thought it was gray when you first and brought it over. even at Yarnfest, everyone thought that this was a gray 
skein of yarn. And I, I wanted to be very crystal clear with everyone because I know that there's a big movement against the color green oh, in fair. society. <laughs> people, uh, for some reason, people, a lot of people just do not believe that they can wear green. Really? And I believe that they're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think green more than anything, there's such a spectrum, right? Like there's this, which is quite neutral. And I think probably people don't think of green as a neutral. I think people probably think, oh, see, look at that. Is that that same colorway? Same color. So cute. So Renee just brought out this gorgeous vest. It's the Blanche. Okay. Um, designed by Veronica Job. Yes. Um, and so it's, it's like a loose V-neck summer top. Yep. It's meant to be worn with a a tank under it. Yeah. Um, two skeins of sock yarn. So cute. For a sweater. Yeah. It's gorgeous. And and it's literally two pieces, two rectangles pretty much seamed together. (laughs) So I made one out of, um, I like that too. Yacht's. Uh, little brother, which is what the pattern calls for. So soft. Amazing. I loved knitting with this. Um, and after I finished it more, I was like, oh, I'm going to need more of these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I really wanted one out of linen. You know. It oh, like yeah, that would be really nice. Yeah, wouldn't like it? A, a nice drapey linen top. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead I used my um, Nerd String 4-ply sock weight. And it almost like it almost feels like linen in the gauge yeah, that it's knit. It does. It's a fingering weight yarn knit on a size eight needle. I was gonna say because you wouldn't think looking at it the size of the stitches, you wouldn't think fingering weight, but it's nice. Yeah. I mean that's a nice fabric. That's uh-huh. gorgeous. And, and it's, it's amazing because so that's basically the same yarn as this. Yeah. At a different gauge. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that I love is. Um, the different ways that things knit up, you know, and the more I learn about yarn, like we were talking yes. earlier about, like you have that aha moment of like, maybe I shouldn't buy any more Vanna White yarn. <laughs> 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 like yeah. maybe, there, maybe the world of yarn has more to offer me than that, but you would never, I would have thought that was the DK. And so it's amazing yeah. that that's a fingering just on a larger needle size. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Okay, you know, it's such a shame because I feel like that's where our local yarn shops are adding so much value mm-hmm. to the industry and just to us as knitters in general. Yeah. But they're becoming extinct. Yeah. So, I mean, even though I am an online seller, mm-hmm. I've always been extremely supportive of, you know, you know, like all of my stickers on the back of them that's printed, support your LYS. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'm, when I entered the FedEx Small Business Grant Contest, you know, that was the platform that I was running on was, we need to keep these local yarn shops alive. Right. You know, and if it's something silly that I can do with the totes or the t-shirts that attracts a younger, you know, new generation of knitters, right. then, you know, great, but... Um, it's just sad we're losing more and more. And I know that I've mentioned my LIS a lot in this podcast, but I haven't mentioned them by name because they're gone. I know. I talked a couple episodes ago about how sad I, I was, was like I'm about them being gone because it was a beautiful store. It's a beautiful store. And the reality is knitting people, 
I mean, there there are ways. I learned online, right? I learned online because Longmont until the Longmont Yarn Shop opened, we didn't really have an LIS. There was one for a while. It's one of those stores where they weren't friendly. Yeah. You know, but the Longmont Yarn Shop is fantastic, and they are very friendly and very welcoming, and they run a lot of classes. But without a local yarn shop, people aren't going to learn to yeah. knit, and it's not going to continue. Right. And so there's great options online, but if you don't have your local resources, resources right, when you get stuck or you need tools or you just want to see and touch and feel things in person, yeah. we're lucky because we do. In Colorado, I think we have a pretty amazing selection we do. of yarn stores. It's nice. It's nice to be able to see that. The varieties, and I talk about my favorites all the time, and I talk about Fancy Tiger hey. missing their 10th anniversary party when I'm on my trip, and uh, I'm like, oh, wait, wait, was, that was fun, I went to that last year, but it'll be okay. Did you? I did, I went and I stood in line with my little <laughs> card, I was like number 98 out of 100 or something, wow. like I was like, yay, I got a little card. Um, I probably don't need to stand there and get sunburned again. <laughs> Yeah. I'll be gone, but, you know, but the um, the variety we have and the fact that we have stores that are willing to bring in indie dyers and yeah. new dyers and they're willing to, like, put that on the shelf and let people feel it and touch it and rub it on their face and all the things yes. we like to do with yarn. It's We're lucky. Yes. You know, we have a really robust, but it's a shame when a beautiful store goes out of business because you is. just want to see that thrive it's like a fallen soldier it's, yeah it's so heartbreaking to me um and especially this shop in particular which was stash castle rock you know if i knit i learned to knit in 1999 okay when i was working at the museum of contemporary art in chicago oh nice um, i learned from a woman uh who worked in admin she taught me and a friend uh during lunches mm -hmm. and we started our own little stitch and bitch and um I literally knit squares and rectangles for seven years. <laughs> See? Until I found Stash. Yeah. Um, ironically, through a needle felting supplier. Oh, gosh. <laughs> because I loved doing needle felting for a while with those little animals. Yeah, little animals. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, that's how I found Stash. And they were like less than a mile away. From where I was working, from yeah. from our business. Yeah. I'm like, how did I not know about this? Right. You know, so that's another thing is if you ever have a question, always look and see if there's a local yarn shop by you. Yeah. You know, you never know. I mean, granted, this was like seven years ago, so <laughs> it's a lot easier to find things now. Yeah. But, um, you know, it wasn't until then that I was able to gain the confidence by being supported by my peer knitters, mm -hmm. you know, to yeah. start knitting in the round. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Where uh, shortly after I became known as the cow girl, as all I would knit were cowls, <laughs> which was really a step up because when I started going um, to the open knitting nights at my OIS, I was bringing needle felting oh yeah <laughs> and from there I started crocheting mats for the homeless with oh um, that's nice yes with uh plastic bag scraps okay where you you would cut strips of plastic bags yeah and crochet with them so of course they completely thought that I was a total wacky ass from the <laughs> echo <laughs> 
we're in Colorado. We're pretty hippie around here. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, when I brought my, you know, the knitting, they were like, oh, wow, you can knit. (laughs) Why were you wasting your time with this other garbage? (laughs) But it was such an inspirational place and such a great group and the community that yeah it has to offer is is just unrivaled yeah you know i mean i when we lost stash i i can't count the number of people who just literally cried yeah yeah in the shop yep and, and it was a beautiful store it was i mean a it beautiful was a store. really beautiful store and i feel like it made me feel stronger to see that other people were as upset as i was yeah um because, you know, I think everyone has a reason for getting into their craft. Mm-hmm. Mine was um, I left my corporate job and started working with my husband and just needed a social outlet. Right. You know, and, you know, after that, it was I was diagnosed with MS. I needed to keep my dexterity with my hands. And yeah. that was the perfect thing for me. You know, I know people who have gone through divorce and they just needed a network of women to just vent to once yes. a week or yeah. whatever. It, it can be for anything, family, you know, health, anything. And it's such a therapeutic, amazing tradition. Yes. And I, I feel like it's, it's a real, like, visceral connection that you feel to other knitters. At least that's mm-hmm. how I feel. That's the reason I started the podcast. That's the reason I did Knit Nosh was because I was like, I just want to throw a party. Yeah. For knitters. Totally. I think that there are people on me, they're like me who would think this is the best way to spend an afternoon like right? ever. Right. And, but it really is. You meet those people and you think, okay, like you get it. I get it. Yeah. You know, like it's really, and when you don't have that ability to connect in person, that's sad. That's a shame. You know, it's a bummer. It is a bummer. Yeah. It is a bummer. You know, and I, technology is making it easier and easier for us to connect online, mm-hmm. luckily. And, you know, we've got, um, you know, you and other great podcasters out there talking yeah. about different techniques and different dyers and different patterns and stuff that everyone can start following. So, yeah. you know, I think it's just going to be a transition into a different type of social. Yes, for sure what we've kind of been used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But something's got to continue. Right. You've got to have that in-person connection. And yeah. some people do feel really strongly about they want to touch it. They want to feel it. They want to rub it on their face. They want to yes. see the color in person because, you know, yes. there's only so much you can capture with a camera. And so it's, a, it's important. It's true. There is only so much you can capture with a camera. Yeah. Um, I personally always rub it on my neck. Yes, me too. And my face. Because <laughs> like, I'm like, I know that it's going to be rubbing against my neck. Yep. And if my neck doesn't turn red, I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so, good. yeah, that's, that's actually literally how I've chosen all of my bases that I dye. Yeah. Is what can I wear? Right. And it must be machine washable. Yeah, that's important. I for am sure. not a hand washing kind of gal. Mm-mm. It's not in my day to day. So um, unless I can machine, it doesn't exist. <laughs> that's because we're or moms. It's shrunk or felted. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
So let's talk about the new palette, because I know you've got a new palette, and it's beautiful. It's sitting here on the table. And Thank you. Yeah, I'd love to hear all about. Thank you. I'm, I'm seriously in love with it, and like I was saying earlier, a lot of it came just by chance. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and some by recommendation, and but the, the basis has always been to come up with everything that I would want to wear mm -hmm. um, and everything that I would want to dress my friends in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's different colors that, that go together, but don't go together, but that should go together mm -hmm. that you might not initially choose for one another, but you know, maybe you have that awesome friend who will help you put it together and it just ends up, perfectly so I'm obsessed with peach obviously right now yeah um I've got a lot by the way of peaches and corals and turquoise and then I flow into olives and you know you've got to have your staples with the the you know I, uh, honestly I've always just been drawn to autumn colors Really? Which you would never guess by looking at my color palette. No, you wouldn't, because it's very, there's a lot of really vibrant colors there in the palette. There is a lot of vibrant colors, and surprisingly, there's a lot of sparkle yarn. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I love a good sparkle yarn. You know, I was saying the other day, if someone would have told me I'd be dyeing sparkle yarn a year ago, I would have slapped him in the face. <laughs> like, I am so anti, like, I, it's just not my personality. I'm not a sparkly kind of yeah. guy. And even my mother, you know, when I would try on clothes with her in elementary, middle, high school, mm -hmm. I'd be like, no, no, this has secret shinies. It was always my, <laughs> my shinies. way of saying it, secret shinies, um, which I have since learned is polyester. Uh, um, <laughs> but anything to give the fabric that shimmery kind of look. That sheen, I've always yeah. been like very anti that. Mm -hmm. And here I am dyeing sparkle yarn. And completely in love with it. Yeah. And it's it definitely has its place. Um, you know, but if, if you are doing a multicolored project, um, you know, to either use your most bright color or your lightest color yeah. in a sparkle, it just gives it that little bit of added texture that yeah. I think makes it special. Stands out. And I it agree. it can go day to night. Definitely. It dresses yeah. it up. If, yes. As long as it's the right proportion, right? Then it kind of dresses it up without being like, Ooh, 80s yes. again, right? Without yeah. being 80s. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. The one that I keep looking at is this pink, right? That pink right there. This one? Yep. Hotter. Hotter. It's gorgeous. And that one's on a sparkle. Yes. It's hotter than hot pink. And it's vibrant. It's mm -hmm. really pretty. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. This is the one that I keep looking at. And it is fired up, mm -hmm. which is part of that cowl, plus beta, plus the fairest, which That's is gorgeous. really, really faint peach. Yeah. Um, and beta, I think we talked about before we started recording, but it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful turquoise that leans gray, if that's, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. there's quite a bit of gray to it. 
that it's got that depth again in the color, which is really pretty. And the, and we talked about kind of how it anchors, right? So you have that color that anchors it, and then you have that color that kind of, you know, pops. I love it. It's pretty. Thank really you. pretty. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm extremely proud of the collection. I've worked really hard. Um, you know, it's a self-taught dyer um, and semi-self-taught knitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's it's all very personal, and we were talking before we started recording about it just being such a labor of love, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a very, very physical thing, dying. It's a lot of lifting. It's a lot of... Heat. It's like weight lifting. Right. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yes, yes, and heat and humidity and everything else that's awesome for your hair and skin. Um, <laughs> sarcasm. Um but it's, I, I'm just thrilled. I couldn't be happier with how things have turned out. And I have talked to two shops in Colorado since Stash has closed about carrying my yarn. Yeah. And the best compliment that I could have ever received is that both shops ordered every single color I offer. Yeah. You know, they were just like, oh, okay. We'll take all of those in, right. in this. <laughs> and I was just completely stunned. I'm like, well, do you want to write the color names down? Or... <laughs> like, nope, nope, it all works. So that yeah. is definitely the best compliment that I could ever receive. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I feel like your yarn... I would recognize it if I saw it, right? So I have friends who think I'm like a like I've knitter friends who are like you're such a nerd. So I'll be like, oh, that's whatever colorway uh-huh. from whoever. But yours stand out that way Thank to me. You. Like I can spot my friend Shayna. We were at Yarn Fest and she was wearing her bone yarn that she bought the yarn at Knit Nosh. It yes. was so pretty. It was that kind of gold dandelion. color, dandelion. And I, as soon as she walked in, I was like, oh, you're wearing your nerd shawl. Like, I knew right away. I was yes. like, I know exactly where you got that yarn. Because it's got a personality, I think, is what Thank it you. boils down to. And that's important. There's a lot of dyers out there. But yours has a real signature look to it. Which Thank is, you. Which is fantastic. It is a labor of love. Yeah. And I feel like I put a lot into my work. And I feel like you can see it. Yeah. You know? For sure. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> So the other thing I usually talk about is events and where people are going to be. And even if it's just that you're going as a knitter or things that are coming up, I know I am missing a couple of local events. So I'm from Estes and I'm missing the Estes wool market this year, which is kind of a bummer. Um, But I've been encouraging people to go up and check it out because I I had never been. It was the 25th year of the Estes wool market last year and it was my first time going and I've lived there since I was. Nine. I know. I was like, I don't understand why I've never gone to this. But I think, again, it's that idea of, like, I didn't really understand what it was. And I'm yeah. not a spinner. Right. Right. And so I had this picture. Yes. I had a very, like, I know. <laughs> when we were at Yarn Fest, I was like, I can't spin. I can't take it in my purse. And then Donna from Scandals was like, no, you Drop totally spindle. can. So I was like, go away. I don't need another hobby. But, um but that's a great, it's a great event, and I always think that spending a Saturday in Estes is the best possible way to... Okay. So, Knit Fit. Tell knit me a little bit about that. did not... I knit. don't think so, because I think it stopped at Salida. Hmm. So, 
the only event that I have scheduled thus far for 2016 is Knit Fit, which is an amazing show in the Ballard um, suburb of Seattle, mm -hmm. Washington. And it's such an awesome show. It's in a community center. It's, I mean, it's literally a gymnasium <laughs> full of vendors, you know, and we're talking like maybe 30 vendors tops, but, uh, the classes that, and the instructors that the organizers bring to this event are just top notch. I mean, if I could, if I could go just to take the classes, I would. Right. Absolutely. But, you know, I can't resist making some money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to pay for my way I out there. Pay for your trip. <laughs> yeah. You know, and there are 20 plus yarn shops that I can hit along the yeah. way. So you've got to subsidize that in some way. Right. Um, so Knit Fit is November 11th through the 13th, I believe. And uh, you can get details at knitfit.com. Okay. I was initially drawn to them because my mom's best friend, uh, I grew up in Florida, and my mom's best friend did as well. So she was my second mom growing up. She's lived in Seattle for about 20 years. And um, this is how I get to go and see her and spend time with my second family and you know the first time I went out there uh she thought maybe I was a little too edgy for that crowd <laughs> she's like well, I don't know how I learned to knit in prison it's gonna go out here but um you know my first knit fit was three years ago and you know just with every show that I do it's always the people you would least expect yeah go for the I learned to knit in prison, or my drinking club has a knitting problem. Right. You know, it's always <laughs> the cutest little white-haired ladies mm -hmm. who are like, ooh, I'm really going to piss off my son. <laughs> 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 or I can't wait to bring this to church group. And, right. You know, it's it's a great community out there. I highly recommend that show. It's It's got great attendance, great classes, great instructors, great vendors. That's where I first met Yoff. Um... And, you know, also while you're out there, there's so many different yarn shops you can visit. Um, on top of that, I'll also be featured in a couple Colorado shops. Um, one in northern Colorado during the hot August knits. So um, I'm really excited for that. I'll be working with that shop on their um, anniversary colorway as well as having a trunk show there during the yarn crawl. And um, I should also be in a beautiful shop in Denver for Yarn Along the Rockies. Um, same thing, hopefully with the trunk show and they'll be using the yarn for one of their patterns. And I'll be also working with them on coming up with different pairings. Um, so different color combinations that you might not automatically think of yeah. and some of the things we've been talking about earlier with taking risks and um you know getting out of your comfort zone as far as what colors you should or shouldn't wear and there's no rules right. and and making it happen and making it your personality so 
I'm really, really looking forward to this fall. It's going to be a very exciting fall. Yeah, I think it's going to be really a lot of fun. I really enjoyed um, both of those yarn crawls last year, although Hot August Knits, I didn't manage to make it to any, but I but I went and followed up with all yes. of those stores. I had my list of the, oh, my God, here are the stores I didn't get to go to, and that's how I discovered the Loop U, and really had no idea what I was missing <laughs> there. Like, yeah. Such a beautiful store and such a great selection. And My Sister Knits is a favorite of mine. And then um, the the Yarn Along the Rockies, that's how I found Stacks, which is how I found your yarn. Yes. And I got to go to Heather from Lemonade Shops Open House last year. And then even some of the stores that I normally hit, like Fancy Tiger, I'm always looking for an excuse to go to Fancy Tiger because yeah. I love it there. Oh, yeah. And I just love the energy there and it's such a great store. But then there were little stores like Tea for You that I found via the yarn crawl but hadn't known existed and I didn't make it on that day because they closed early, but I went back later. And it's yes. such a charming little store. And Denver is so there's such a cool like art scene and you know, there's the craft beer and the craft this and the craft that and Tea for You was cute because it's in one of those cute new revitalized neighborhoods and then yeah. you know they have the, the tea thing I'm a tea girl I'm not yeah. a coffee girl the Tennyson district is, mm-hmm. is great and yeah and I've never been there so yes. it was really fun yes I'm a huge fan of um, the horseshoe market as well oh really which is a mix of vintage and handmade oh nice yes. So they have three markets, a spring, summer, fall, uh-huh. um, and then they do a holiday market as well. I was part of their holiday market in 2015. Oh, perfect. Yes, and had a place. very, very successful show for it not being yarn specific. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tennyson, it's just, yeah, it's one of those vibrant yeah. areas of Denver that's really up and coming. Um, I When I worked at Stash Castle Rock for a while... Um, I was giving out postcards for the yarn crawl and people were saying, oh, well, I'm not from here. Well, there's, there is no better reason to take a postcard. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, you are getting a printed roadmap to yes. all of the yarn shops. You don't have to go right this second, but yeah. you know, it's, it's a great resource. So yep. no matter where you're traveling, you know, if you hit a yarn shop, Get a flyer. Get get something because yeah. you know you never know when you're going to be back, right? And um, or have that nasty layover where you need to spend some time <laughs> shopping for yarn. Shopping for yarn. <laughs> you know, carry on. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. So look for me in um during hot August knits as well as during the. Yarn Along the Rockies. I will be featured um, in a Denver uh, yarn shop that I will be announcing once we get a little bit closer to the date through my Instagram and Facebook accounts. Great. Um, Trying to polish up the Ravelry page. Please bear with me. It's terrible, I know, but (laughs) I'm only one one woman. Um, I do have a couple helpers, but if any of you have a passion for social media or Ravelry, please contact me. I'm always looking for different assistants and different assets that I can use. Um, But yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about the studio. The studio. I love the studio. The studio, this is a um, 
separate entrance from my home. You access it through my side gate off of my driveway. And there is a flight of stairs, so unfortunately it is not wheelchair accessible. But if you can climb a flight of stairs, you are welcome to come and join me. I will be posting some um, social gatherings. We're chatting with some of the instructors from STASH with um, about putting on different classes, maybe having some help sessions, uh, troubleshooting sessions, as well as just some open shopping time here. So I'm, I'm thinking of maybe twice a month opening up to the public um, for shopping because as you can see, I've got quite a bit of yarn. Yes. Available here. It's all gorgeous. I've got the yarn, the t-shirts, the bags. It's my own. It's my own pop-up shop. Yeah. Um. More importantly, it's a place where my new employees can come and help me package orders and um, respond to customer inquiries. But um, also, if you're planning on coming to the area or driving through, passing through, shoot me an email. I'm always here. And it's not, I'm, I'm always, literally always here. So the, the fact that I have a visitor coming is great. <laughs> I love visitors. So let me know if you're coming through. I would love to have you. Yeah. It's a gorgeous space. It's really Thank you. charming and the energy is great. And it's so exciting to have a little space that, you know, where you can offer that to people now that. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's definitely got the positive vibe thing going on. Um, it's it's certainly a work in progress, but, you know, everything in my life is. <laughs> yeah, everything in everybody's life is. Yeah, why would we stop? Right. We, you, you would never, you should never stop. Always strive for improvement. Yeah. But um, I am very, very pleased with this space. I've had hosted two knit nights with my local group here. It seats 15 very comfortably um and it's just it's just such a great happy space yeah. i'm so happy to be able I to agree. open it to the public and yeah. be able to share it that's terrific it's thank good. you and if people are looking for you online they should look at nerdshop.com that's the website nerdshop.com is the website i'm also on etsy under nerdshop um instagram and facebook under nerdshop and ravelry Perfect. In your nerd shop. Good. Yes. All right. Well, this was so much fun. It was. It was good. So yes. Thank you for hosting me here tonight. This was wonderful, and I'm so excited to see your space. It's always great to see you. Yes. Nice to see so you. excited to be able to have you in my space. Yeah. So, everybody, thank you for listening tonight, and uh, happy knitting. Happy knitting. <laughs>